Good evening, Black family. Hey, it's here. Nene downstairs getting the mail out of the mailbox. Just got off Skype with my brother from another mother last morning. Wrapped for a couple hours. He told me he got some new content on Black Speed. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to check out uh, all this new content here. And we're going to get that out to the masses as soon as possible. Because people do need to hear it. His brother shoots straight from the hip. Gets it to you straight, no chaser. All right, this little, this uh, first piece that I ran up against, it's uh, the white man in America and the world is afraid. The reign of terror has come to an end. I agree with that. You think so, folks? You think America's getting the message? That it's, it's, it's time, it's just about come. No, it's just this guy. See what he has to say about it. We always have the opportunity when things don't go our way to get for six years now plus. Americans have been brainwashed on the notion that Mr. Putin in Russia is evil incarnate, that he's a new Hitler. Uh, that he's going to take over the rest of Europe, if not the world. It's almost as though the Soviet Union didn't implode. Now, six years of brainwashing like that uh, will allow the people in charge to manipulate, to, to, to tell the American citizens, look, uh, we have to face Mr. Putin down in Ukraine or else he'll take over the rest of Europe. Crazy. There's no indication he's going to take over the rest of Europe. He doesn't even want to take over Ukraine. He just wants security on his border. Okay? So what does that mean? That means that the American people will be totally unprepared for what's going to happen in the next couple of months. And what's going to happen, well, the Russian forces are going to move west. They're going to reach the Dnieper River, mark my words, and then it will be time to deal. Uh, do you want to go? Do you want us to go farther west of the Dnieper? Or will you deal now? Will you will you accept the Dnieper as sort of like a demilitarized zone of some kind? Withdraw your long-range artillery and keep our people safe? Uh, or uh, will these uh, these people who feel themselves um, privileged and exceptional, will they test the waters to the point of uh, even considering the use of tactical nuclear weapons? For six years now. Well, you heard it from the former CIA analyst. You know, y'all ever watch Jack Ryan? I know some of y'all watch that on TV. You know, uh, the, uh, the, you know, he works for the CIA, goes all over the world. But he's an analyst, you know. He Basically, these people tell people what's actually going to happen if you do this or that. When they analyze the situation when stuff jumps off, just like what happened in Ukraine and what's happening all over the world. Basically, what's happening in Africa, what's happening in Haiti, which I don't know what to tell you about that. Seems like Canada's taking over Haiti. I don't, I don't know, you know. They, I can't, like I said, any person, any country that can't get their shit together, that's blacks and 
people got to come in, the white man got to come in there and straighten you motherfuckers out so you get what you deserve. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You know, you're so busy fucking up and killing each other with stupid shit, then what else? I, well, that ain't my problem right now. So let's see, let's see what else is on here. And we, we got this from him. He said, and they are. American people are not prepared for what's about to happen. Uh, General Eisenhower, who was our president 60 plus years ago, when he left, he said, you know, uh, the military industrial complex, the people profiteering on war, um, they pose a real danger to our democracy. Okay. And the only antidote to their accretion of power is a well-informed citizenry. It turned out he was exactly right. We don't have a well-informed citizenry now. It's really hard for people to believe that the United States would blow up a pipeline as an act of war, but I believe they did. It's hard for them to believe that they would manufacture evidence 20 years ago to justify, in quotes, a war of aggression. It's hard for them to believe that torture would be part of the, you know, a war of aggression was spelled out at Nuremberg. It was spelled out as the supreme international crime, differing from other war crimes only insofar as it contains the accumulated evil of the whole. Accumulated evil? Think torture. Think all the other things that went on, not only in Iraq, in Afghanistan, Libya, Syria. So the American people are blissfully unaware of this. And that's that's the job that falls to people like me who have a degree of credibility given our service and give us how closely we have watched Russia in my case, uh, but we don't get into the major media. Uh, General Eisenhower. Well, he, were, he mentioned uh, uh, the stuff that this government has done torture and stuff, Iraq, Syria. Hey, let's go. Let's go a little further down down south. Let's go into uh, Africa. You know how many how many people leaders in Africa have these damn bastards assassinated? You know, and and, and your people, like he said, these 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 people here brainwashed. Even unfortunately, some of these black folks. But then you know, back they ignorant to just like the white ones. You know, and and, and they think that it's that you know everything is great. They 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 drink the tea. You know, like I said, I got you got people that on these sites, some of these, I only listen to look at this one. And and they as soon as somebody says, well, China and Russia are taking over Africa, you know, cause, you know, one of the white people put that up there, you know, or or they put out something that you know this is what's happening there. The first thing some of these Negroes do is jump on it. Well, China's gonna occupy. And Russia gonna occupy Africa. They, they don't read now. They just take what them crackers tell them. You know, I guess my wife told me. Said, you know what? She's not paying attention to what they do. <laughs> they doing that so they can get a thousand million likes. And I said, you know what? I didn't, I didn't think about that. That's why they put these YouTube's. You got these so-called, you know, Negroes that get on YouTube talking about all kind of shit that don't make sense to me. You know. Some all of them, a lot of them, some of this religious bullshit. It's like a bunch of gobble gobble, you know. Well, we Hebrew Israelites, we these uh, Hemites and Nimites and dickheads. That's what I call them, dickheads. 
You know, that's what you are. You know, because nobody wants to hear this shit. But they, well, yeah, I guess they do, because you get a lot of people look at it and they get all their little money off it. I don't know if they still pay them for it. I, I'm quite, I didn't remember correctly, YouTube and, and Meta, which is Facebook, uh, quit paying for that shit a couple of weeks ago because they, they, they couldn't afford it no more. I don't know if they put it back. I don't care. I don't look at either one of them, so ain't my problem. But just like this guy says, America is brainwashed, and the military-industrial complex keeps rolling along. You know, the whole goddamn country's went to waste. But they need a trillion dollars this year to, what, build some more bombs and guns. You know, and probably some private bases in the sides of mountains where they can run and hide when they create nuclear holocaust. You know, that, that's what it is. You know, so they're going to pick the elite who's going to survive. You know, but I, I hope some of you people that live out there in the West and all over there where these fuckers are going to do that, cut holes into the mountains and shit. You know, I hope you dumbass crackers that live around there pay attention when you see them going there digging holes. They're not digging holes for reservoirs and shit like that. They could give a care less about the goddamn American people. You know, and you people still stupid enough to fall for it. You still want to hate me. But you let the motherfucker right next door to you, your neighbor, Mr. White Joe, Joe Joe White. He can come along and stump your motherfucking ass in and you get mad and they tell you they're sorry. And then you get mad and say, well, them black folk weren't lying when they were doing to them. But now they're doing it to me. But y'all sit there and say, okay. But like I said, that's, that's how it works, isn't it? And this is the truth, you know. I, I was when I was working, and I'm retired now. You see, guys come on the job, you know these white guys. You know, we when when Obama got elected, that's a prime example. I've been working with these guys a year. When Obama got elected, guy, a white guy come to me and said, "We gotta take our country back." And I looked at him like, "Dude, do you know who you're fucking talking to? <laughs> we gotta take what?" You know, that's the mentality. Now they, they didn't know anything about Obama. Just like I did, basically. But the thing was, he was black, and it's, that's that's the enemy. Just like they, they they do it now. They're Chinese or they're Russian, they're the enemy. They don't have no, this, you know, they ain't got no plans for this damn place. I, I keep telling you, nobody wants this country. The people here don't even want it. Who in their right mind would want this here? Bunch of fucking lunatics running around with guns, shooting each other, killing each other. The other, other side of the coin, a bunch of other crazy motherfuckers with guns talking about Jesus going to save them, but we going to keep a gun in church. Come on, man. The most hypocritical shit you can ever see. But they want to believe it. And I've told you this from, I've told people this since I was in high school when I really got away, I got away in eighth grade. But when I got in high school, when I started going to the library, I started seeing what the hell these bastards were doing. You know, first they were doing it on us, and then they're doing it to the rest of the world. So first they're just doing it to the black folks, then they start doing it to the rest of the world. They they were inching in there. Now, don't get me wrong, they didn't just start. They just got they ramped it up. You know, Vietnam was a, a prime example. They were in there napalmed whole villages, whole towns and stuff. And, you know, but they call them villages. So you would think that there was like ten or twelve little huts. They weren't the 10 or 12 little huts. They were goddamn villages with maybe a hundred of them goddamn huts and, th- and a couple of thousand people, maybe more. They didn't give a fuck. Or the cities. They didn't care. And y'all fell for it. Ooh, we doing so great. 
And I saw the same faces when they start bombing Iraq. Ooh, ooh, look at us. You know, ooh, man. You know, no, none of the white bastards thought. There are human beings down there, children and women, that did nothing to this goddamn country. But you're killing these people for no fucking reason. As a fact, they all army did nothing to this country, but you murdered them. And these white bastards sat here and said it was right. You know, just said, you know, God was with them. Well, I'm glad they guy finally woke the fuck up and said they got to stop this shit because he's, he or she, if he exists, I don't believe in him no more. I used to, but as I said, when I'm seeing the shit that go on in this world from America, with just all this democracy and freedom they talk about that don't exist, especially for the black man in America. And anywhere the white man goes, he, he brings that hate with him. I mean, people, guys in Vietnam when I was coming up said, hey, them people didn't know nothing about nigger until the white man got there. They started telling them that we had tails and shit in Vietnam. Ain't that something? They did that in World War II. They did that in Korea. And they did it in Vietnam. Everywhere the white devil goes, he tells the people. This. He told. He told me in the Philippines, too. I forgot this. Let's not leave them out. But you know, the fucked up part about that was the Philippines had found out long ago that these devils aren't no good. When they slaughtered off nine to ten million of them during the 1920s. But nobody talks about that. But then, okay, like I said, and then they tell it's in the, in the guise of freedom and democracy or humanitarian aid, like you hear them say. Ain't no humanitarian aid. What kind of human aid you gonna give somebody when you go in there and kill a million people? That's humanitarian aid because you mad at one person, you go kill a million of their people. But, okay, let's see what else is on the agenda here. Now, as many people say, it's a multipolar world. I prefer bipolar, not just in the psychiatric sense, okay? It's bipolar because it's the lily white west against the rest of the world, 80% of whom for people of color there's a racial aspect to all this and it speaks danger extreme danger for the world let's hope that the leaders of china russia and let's hope even the leaders of washington will step back from the precipice and say look maybe the chinese are right maybe maybe we could do a a win-win that's the only outcome that will prevent the worst in my view now, as many people say, it's a multipolar world. I prefer bipolar. Look, yeah, it, it, look at the top. It says Lily White West against the rest of the world. First of all, the West ain't Lily White. Y'all know that. I mean, look at all the black people in this goddamn country, for one thing, in, in America. They tell you, well, it's just 13%. And you, st- you actually still got these people actually believe that. Because they can believe anything as long as they're on top. They tell you it's 13% black people in this country. That's a goddamn lie. They told me that bullshit when I was in sixth grade. Now you tell me in damn near 70 years, it's only stayed at 13% with all the wars they had and all them gung-ho-ass white boys that love to go somewhere and try to kill everything. And all these women that quit having babies. And I'm tired of this other thing y'all saying too. A lot of you Negroes. I wish y'all shut the fuck up with this lie that you keep per- permeating out here. 
about all black women and having all these abortions. That's a goddamn lie. If that was the case, you wouldn't have all this, all these wild ass fucking kids running around with no daddies, would you know? You ever think about that? But a lot of y'all tell me, oh, black women hurt, hurt black women the most because they have abortions. No, they're not. First of all, a lot of them don't want an abortion because they try to trap the guy or whatever, or they want a baby, or they just can't afford it. And then some of them still have, their parents had a religious value somewhere in them that they think that killing the baby, you know, not, you know, unborn baby is wrong. That's why I got you know, abortions are wrong. So, you know, they, I mean, people act like black people, your own people, Negroes, they act like black people don't have no damn sense. You know, like we not like the rest of the people in the world. You know, we, we are morals. So we just go kill off 20, you know what they said? 20 million babies. Does that sound like something to you? That's down there. They said we keep that black women have 20 million abortions. And they said it was only 37 million motherfuckers of us in this country. Actually, it's 40 million now, 60 years later. Ain't that a lot. So how the fuck do we get 40 million and you killed off 20 million? That's another shit. That's because these people, you black folks, that will open your eyes. A lot of your own folks put up shit just to get you to kick, kick, kick you in it. And lock on to their shit to listen to them talk a bunch of old shit that ain't even real. You know, because I said, that's, they didn't tell me it's genocide. I, I don't know no fucking 20 million babies getting killed. Not no white ones, not no black ones. So, but you know, let's, let's go with that though. Okay, here we go. The really white West against the rest of the world. So he says, okay, the white West. That means, I guess, Europe and uh, America. You know, in South America. Oops, no, no, no. Wait a minute, can't talk about South America. South America, besides this country, I think is it Brazil has the biggest population of black people than this country. Oh, yeah, Brazil. Black folks. And that's South America. Then you got Colombia. And you got Haiti, which is about to be taken over by the white motherfuckers. Then they go. Then now they will probably stop killing each other. Then they they will start saying we don't like the way the white people are doing this. But you know what? I don't care. They can kill every one of you fool ass. I'm sorry. It's a couple of people on here I know living used to live in Haiti. I'm sorry for you, but can't can't stop fools until somebody else put their foot in their ass. So you know maybe it's the best for them. I don't know. You know I know it ain't because whenever white people put their hands on something, they're gonna put it in who they want to. And all they put, they're not there to stop you niggas from killing each other. I can tell you that. Trust me. It ain't to stop you from killing each other. It's to stop the motherfuckers in Cuba. It's to point weapons at Cuba and the Dominican Republic. Well, no, some of them think they white too. You know, a lot of them, they they don't know what they are yet. And especially they're gonna point them at the cartels in Mexico. Because they want, because the cartels have had enough too. Trust me, everybody's had enough of the white man. And even though some of the cartels are run by white people, they Mexicans, they white Mexicans, or Spanish or whatever, you know. Well, they ain't that white no more because they darken it up again. But this guy saying, you know, the lily white West. Now uh, Canada may have uh, uh, mostly white. Uh, Alaska? No, I'm gonna feel like this. No, 
There are black people in Alaska, not as many. There are black people in Canada, not, not as many. There ain't a goddamn place on this earth you can basically go where you ain't gonna run across a black person. You know, somebody said once, black people are like rice at a wedding. We everywhere. You toss it up in the air, it goes everywhere. You try it. Get you a handful of rice and toss it up in the air outside. And see that shit go everywhere. That's the way black people are. All over the goddamn planet. And in Europe, it's not really white anymore. You got a lot of black folks. A lot of them Africans are in over there like, like a fool. They want to stay at home and fight their own battle, but they're going to have to go back there and fight these fools pretty soon. Or they're going to give them a gun and go tell them, go kill your countrymen. I wonder how many of them idiots going to do it. Because what they want to do is invade Africa on all fronts, but this is not going to work. This is what he's talking about. White motherfuckers are afraid. Seriously. Now, you see, the first thing he said, that China and Russia are a step back. For what? They ain't doing shit. You see what I mean? America with these white fucking savages, everybody's supposed to step back from them when they provoking shit. They're not violent America. They don't give a damn about this country. But you know, you know, you they've been America been talking about Russia and China for the last five or six years. You know, they did, they that. that. Them people don't give a fuck about you. But y'all are so worried about them. But I'm gonna tell you something, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was there 12 years ago. Nice, beautiful country. Nice people. And they modern and everything. And see, you, and a lot of, you came back here and people were like, I was taking pictures to send my wife because she was in, still there when I left. And uh, I was in a restaurant, a white-owned restaurant. And the guy said, well, what you doing? Because I'm taking pictures of the food. Oh, I said, I'm taking a picture to send this to my wife here in China. He said, I said, I was over there, yeah. He said, yeah, there are people suffering over there. I said, no. I said, that's what they want you to believe. Uh, and he's looking at me like, oh, I said, let me tell you something, sir. I pulled up a couple of pictures. I said, does that look like these people suffering? This is this is Shanghai. Does that look like suffering? It looks better than the shit here in, in America. This cities make these look like goddamn you know, slums, which they basically are. But anyway. The thing is, the white people are afraid now. And like you say, it's dangerous. When a white man's afraid, he don't give a fuck. He'll blow up the whole planet. But fortunately, he won't be able to kill everybody. Them goddamn bastards will die, though. If you don't kill everybody, white man, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. The rest of these motherfuckers that's of color, when they dig themselves out the rebel, they're going to come looking for you goddamn bastards. They're going to kill every one of you. They're going to chop your goddamn baby's head off. They're going to kill your bitches. They're going to make sure you ain't got nowhere to go. And then we, and when the next generation of motherfucking aliens come, they're going to say, wasn't there some white people here once? They're going to say, they, they pissed us off. They want to stop. We got rid of them motherfuckers. They're going to say, okay. <laughs> you know, shit. But, you know, but the thing is, as you see, they want China and Russia to step back. And they haven't done anything. What's happening right now is everybody's swinging toward Russia and China. You know, Japan today, they want to be getting oil from China. I mean, Russia, I'm sorry. They, they went and started buying oil from Russia and paying more for it. They paying, could you, could you believe this? They're supposed to be America's ally. Let me tell you something, America. Them people ain't forgot what you did to them in World War II. You dropped not one, but two motherfucking nuclear weapons on their ass. Hiroshima 
the Nagasaki. You dropped two of them motherfuckers on them people and tried to wipe them off the earth. You think they forgot? Yeah, because you over there, you put your naval bases. Yeah, they were defeated. You know, but you think they forgot? <laughs> Shit. They ain't forgot you motherfuckers. They ain't forgot nothing you've done to them. You know, <laughs> don't, don't let them fool Because they smile in your face and a lot of you people got their bad. You see black people in other countries and shit, and they smile in your face and they may bend over a little bit to make you make you comfortable. But don't don't let it fool you. Don't let them fool you. They they do not like your ass like that. <laughs> they they doing it for money. It's their livelihood. They're not doing it because they love your dirty jaws. So some of them may do that. Some are stupid enough when you look at them and say, fuck them. You know, but like I say, you see right here, the first thing he says is China and Russia need to step back. And, and maybe the United States can step back. No, ain't nobody saber rattling but America. And ain't nobody going to get their ass whooped but America. No, I know all these people are, well, America got this, they got these bombers. You think these people ain't got this shit? You think Russia and China don't have... Can't deliver a goddamn nuclear bomb right down your goddamn throat, right on your house? You think they can't do it? You think they they haven't been doing shit for the last 60 years but watching these bastards build up shit and point shit at them? The only thing with them is they didn't want to take over nothing. They didn't want nothing. The Soviet Union broke up. They, they knew they couldn't handle all them countries, so they, they dissolved it. Fuck it. Okay, you can go and they'll do whatever the fuck you want. And the ones that didn't, that were with NATO, they found out they weren't really wanted. First thing America wanted to do was go put missiles on it, got there, and, and and provoke the, the Russians. That's what put some missiles in your in your country, point them at Russia, to piss them off. You know, this is what this goddamn evil ass country does. You know, this is what they do. And people don't want to believe. No, they know it, but them people are evil that they doing it to, right? Nah. The evilness I tell you is this person, these people, this country, and basically as as a whole, the white man. Period, is the evilest motherfucking thing on this planet, and the most dangerous. But you see, the thing is coming around last turn. It's coming whole 360. You see, when they were fucking over everybody with 180 degrees, you know, America was at 180, kicking everybody all over the world's ass, just fucking over people at will. Nobody can bring them in. All the stuff that's said in the United Nations didn't apply to America. They just did what they want anywhere they want, any kind of way they want. Oh, no, you're not supposed to torture people. They waterboarded people from Afghanistan. Kept them down in uh, whatever the fucking place is. They feel right. They still got some, you know, in, in, in uh, Cuba, off the coast of Cuba. They, they tortured people. They did it. They do this shit still. Don't, don't let these bastards fool you. You know, they torture people. They're the most, anything to it like this. When you see a group of motherfuckers like that burn people alive and bring their kids to watch it, their children to watch this shit, and it's on a Sunday after goddamn they goddamn white-ass church, the same one they told them niggas down the road they can't go to. 
they white church, but y'all the same. You believe in the same white Jesus, but you can't call that white church. But a, a people that will burn men, women, and children alive and hanging from a tree. What does that tell you about if you don't see them? If they can do this out in the open, what the fuck you think they do behind closed doors? Huh? What you think they do? These are the most brutal, evilest motherfuckers you can see in this planet. And that's why their time has come. The time has come. Now, I know people saying, well, you know, like I said, this is like I said, you got a lot of Negroes here still. Well, they, they, America, this and that. You know why they like that? Because they ain't got no motherfucking where they can go. 90% of them niggas ain't got a, a passport. <laughs> no, I ain't going to say 90. I was saying mostly about 75, maybe 60. Ain't got a passport. They can't go anywhere else. Anymore. And if they do got one, they don't have any money to live off. So they can't go anywhere. They didn't save any money. They went and bought cars, shoes, and all that. Well, actually, the middle class, they can go. Because they, they got equity and shit in their houses and shit. They can claim it out and get the fuck out. But the, the fools in the slums and shit, they ain't got nowhere to Because they ain't got shit. And besides, ain't nobody going to let them in anyway. You got so many criminal bullshit records. They don't want them in. But, you know, you, they sit up here rallying around this damn flag because they're getting the free ride. They don't have to put up nothing and do nothing. But their day is coming too because, you know what, when this fucker collapses up under bricks, you know, this is what he's basically talking about a couple of months. He says it's going to get bad. Because they know bricks is coming. It's going to come down hard on their dollar. Is that dollar to shit down there? And a lot of these countries around the world are saying, fuck America, fuck your dollar. South Africa, I'm sorry. Now, you, then you're going to have Uganda. Ooh, man. You know, it's what's America trying to get there now. Because, you know, you heard what Uganda told. We don't need your motherfucking handouts. They don't. They told me we don't need your handouts. We don't need your aid. Keep it and shove it up your ass. And that's what every country in America and Africa has been saying. You see, you know why they're saying that? And I told one of these fucking idiots on here, on this site TikTok. Well, we, they didn't say we were giving them aid. I said, you know what? No, no, they didn't. But you know what these other countries have done? You know, Russia and China. You know what they've done? In the 20 years they've been, they showed them how to grow their shit again, how to retill their soil, you know, making these big-ass giant fields of, of vegetables, how to raise this shit up. Because it, it was lost when they, I mean, Africans knew how to do it before the white man came, but the white man took everything from them so, and, and made them a slave to them. You couldn't grow anything because the motherfuckers that took all the best land and claimed it and fenced it off like they did everything else. They claim it as theirs, and it ain't. It ain't. But see, now they're getting back to the truth. And these people don't know how to grow their own shit. That's why they tell them not kiss our ass. They don't need you, America. You, you came with stipulations. If you, I give you some aid if you kill your leadership, if you, if you vote this way in the U.N., if you do this, if you let me put my bases in your country, that's what they were doing. And now these people are saying that the younger people woke up, they've been the cause, they're coming back, they figured out the world. They're like, fuck you. 
America. Fuck you white people. And you know, another guy said, well, why do people running to America? Why are they running to Europe? I said, because they, they still believe in that bullshit brainwash that the streets are paved in gold here. And you know, and, and in Europe, and when they get here, they find out, goddamn, who turned around, and go back, because they they realize the truth. It, this place is worse than the place they left. And the ones who can't go back, the ones who jumped on little boats and floated across the goddamn Mediterranean, they stuck. And then you see them on TV, they getting their ass from because first of all, they got no skills, they don't know shit, so they fuck around and fall into goddamn crime. And the first thing they do is they throw the motherfuckers in prison. They don't waste no time. You got no rights, you ain't supposed to be. We're gonna throw your ass in prison. And then they cry, oh, they did me wrong. That's that's your fault. Or and the ones who were born in that's your parents' fault when they mistreat you, because your parents ran the fuck away from Africa. They they were cowards there. Now you a coward in Europe or a coward in America. You can think what you want, and I'm gonna say this and I'm be done with it. I keep telling you, black folks, wherever you go. In this world, if white people are running the goddamn show, I can most assuredly tell you, you are looked at regardless of what tribe you come from, what state in Africa, what part of America, what part of anywhere. You go to a country that's run by white people, you are considered nothing but a nigger. Mm-hmm. When you get that through your mind and get off your bullshit and quit thinking because you got an education, you equal to these bastards, you'll be a lot better off. But like I said, you can see this like this. I believe at this point, white man is scared. Yes, he America is. is afraid. They know the truth is here. And they know their empire is falling apart. And it's coming down quicker than they thought it would. That's all I can tell you. Great content, Brother Laz. Let's find some new uh, content you got down here. All right, this one's 38 minutes. The French came in back in 2013, Operation Barcane. Uh, They had U.S. support. Unfortunately, now the French are leaving. Unfortunately, now there is a void. I think it's in the 15,000 blue hats that are there on the ground to fill that void. I'm very skeptical of the Malian government to actually contract with the Wagner Group as well to do that. Um, I know um, we know that the French came in back in 2013, Operation Barcane. I, I'm gonna have to do this this way. Seems like this shit don't want to work for some reason. Well, this is like I said. If you can read it, USA and France working to keep West Africa under French control plan implanted. Maybe to try to say implemented. The French armies are the one that caused all the problems in West Africa, which you should know. I don't understand how you can call yourself African and live in Africa and support these white savages that have come to your country, killed your people. I don't, you know, you want to fight amongst each other. That's one thing. 
But if you're that, you that stupid to see that these animals are no good, and then once you get through helping them kill yours, then they're going to kill you. So but this is what you're doing. I mean, pay attention. This guy explains it very well. Get to work here, we'll get it. down to West Africa, um, obviously, and, and more particular in Mali, especially. Um, we know that the French came in back in 2013, Operation Burke came. Uh, the, they had U.S. support. Unfortunately, now the French are leaving. Unfortunately, now there is a void. I don't have confidence in 15,000 blue hats that are there on the ground to fill that void. I'm very skeptical of Mal, the Malian government to actually contract with the Wagner Group as well to do that. Um, I know that we provided support in Operation Barcane, and maybe this is a conversation we can have later this afternoon. But my question to you is, one, why are the French leaving? Two, uh, where do you see, who do you see filling that void? Three, why did they contract with the Wagner Group? And if you can go into that a little bit. And then my last question is, does China have a strategy? You, you have this nice map here that shows their involvement in Africa. Does China have a strategy to deal with the extreme, the violent extremism in Africa? Thanks, Congressman. Um, so, uh, first, the the French uh, aren't leaving; they are repositioning West Africa. They are leaving, as you point out. They're going to Niger, correct? Uh, that's uh, their their uh, their plan is to go to Niger and uh, Cote d'Ivoire and maybe a few other places. So they they are uh, repositioning their forces. Uh, you asked the question, uh, why are they leaving? So um, in our interactions with the French, they had come to the realization that it was time to reset their uh, campaign there and um, maybe gain new efficiencies. And so they had already made a decision, uh, which uh, the French government had announced, that they were going to reposition, reposture in West Africa. Then we had uh, successive coups in Mali, and Mali, as you know, has invited in Wagner. I think they've invited, that gets to your second question, why have they invited uh, Wagner in? They've invited Wagner in because they believe that uh, Wagner will uh, replace the French and do a better job. Um, I, When I learned of this, I traveled to Mali and I met with uh, the president there, uh, the, the junta president there. And uh, I explained that I thought it was a bad idea to invite Wagner in because we've seen them, I have seen them in Syria, and I've seen them in other places in Africa. And Wagner obeys no rules. They won't follow the direction of the government. They won't partner more effectively. I think they will only bring bad. Was he listening? Will he listen? Uh, he, he told me that... Um, he told me that uh, it wasn't Wagner, that they were dealing with the French, the uh, Russian Ministry of Defense. Uh, except uh, I think President Putin later uh, said there are no Russian military in Mali. Uh, there are private military uh, companies there uh, in Wagner. So um, I think that um, it will only bad will come from that. I think there may be some initial gains. We're seeing Wagner deploy and build their base camps. They haven't really started significant operations yet. Uh, I think they've already suffered some casualties. I think uh, casualties from uh, violent extremism. Yes, uh -huh. I think that the only uh, bad's going to come from their deployment there. 
uh, you ask about China. Uh, we don't see China having a, a counter-violent extremist role. They are in Mali, though. They're there as part of, they have a substantial force there as part of MINUSMA, the UN mission there. Uh, but we don't see them doing, we see them doing a little bit of counterterrorism training on the continent, but we do not see them uh, uh, conducting any counter-VDO operations. And a lot of our role then will be from Niger, is that correct? In regards to any sort of what we do? <laughs> We, we uh, currently have uh, forces uh, in Niger, and uh, I'm working with the Department of Defense on a, a strategy uh, for West Africa that will take into account the French reposturing, that will take into account the uh, malign actors like Wagner in the region. And it sounds like uh, you don't necessarily believe uh, this Malayan official who you spoke to uh, in regards to it was a Russian uh, organized Russian group, it was, you believe it's the Wagner group who's in there now? It's the Wagner group supported by the Ministry of Defense and the Kremlin. The Russian Air Force flew there. Thank you. Once again, thank you. I yield back. Thank you. Appreciate your testimony. I'm going to focus, to, focus down to West Africa, um, obviously, and, and more particular in Mali, especially. Um, we know that the French came in back in 2013. We know that the French came in back in 2013, Operation Barcane. Uh, the, they had U.S. support, unfortunately. Now, you've heard it, you people in Mali and all of Africa. They don't acknowledge your governments. These honkies, these white savages, these white fucking devils are plotting. Okay, let's put it like this. He, they said they had two successive coups. You know why they had two successive coups in Mali? Because the first one was set in there by America and France. White motherfuckers putting in who they want to control black people. People got wise to that real quick and kicked them out. So they got the second coup. And so here goes America again in France talking about how they're going to tell these people what to do, what's better for them. And then and they're not taking you no more. So they ain't talking right now about repositioning. I don't know these places in Africa. I, I would suggest that you make it unwelcome for these goddamn animals to come anywhere. But that's up to y'all. You know. I mean if you if you stupid enough to get, you know, reoccupied by these honkies and let them keep control of you, then die a slave, die a fool. But to the people of Mali and all surrounding places. This is what these animals got in store for you. And it ain't good. And the first thing they say is, well, what, what, what is China doing? You know? Well, what's China doing? Well, China ain't in there putting the army in there. You honkies are. You white devils are. And the reason you, they, he said we don't know why France left, because they were getting their ass kicked because the people want them out of there. What the fuck you think they left for? You don't want to say it out loud that you huggies are getting your ass kicked off the continent. Because you don't want other people to know that, right? So you go, so, well, we they repositioning. No, they're getting their ass kicked out. And then the first thing, you notice how they use that word terrorism and extremists? No, it's not terrorists and extremists. Those are revolutionaries in their own goddamn country that's kicking these white motherfuckers out. This is what they always use. It's some kind of terrorist coming in. No, the terrorist is America and France and any other white devil that's behind them. So now you got 
Now, while the Russians may be flying this Wagner group, I don't know what they are, they must be mercenaries and quite, and quite dangerous, which Mali is hiring to deal with you white savages because they white probably too. You know, but you, you know, the white devil's evil. And like I said, look, look how they just act like you don't exist. They plan in your future. These white animals are planning your future, Africa. They don't want you to progress. They want to keep fucking you over, throwing you a couple of pieces of wheat and bread. And I'm going to say something right now to all the niggas out there that I just see this. The black ass bastards that live in America, shut the fuck up when you're talking about China and Africa. Because all you do is talk. But China's done more for Africa in 20 years than these white motherfuckers have done in 400. But you got your mouth, got to talk. You got to be on your platform. But you ain't doing shit. You don't even analyze the situation. So I'm saying that to them. Okay. So now let's go to the note. Let's see what happens. Excuse me, cousin. I'm trying not to do that too much. Thank you. I just uh, two quick questions. Trent Townsend, can you walk us through what you think China is doing in Africa? I met with you. You gave a pretty good brief, and I know some of it would have to do with the classified session later. Um, but what 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 are they doing in, in Africa? How does it threaten us, and what what are we doing to address it? Thanks for the question, Chairman. Uh, there's uh, should be some handouts that your places yeah. there that you can refer to. There's a one on China there. It depicts uh, what I'll just kind of briefly talk to. Uh, they, they compete uh, with us in Africa. First of all, uh, China has made a decision, a deliberate decision to compete with America in Africa and win that competition. They compete primarily through economic means and diplomatic means. Uh, and you can see that there with their Belt and Road Initiative. Uh, they are investing everywhere across the continent. We don't actually have to meet that competition in every location head on. We have to pick and choose where we're going to do that. And uh, there are uh, countries where it's important uh, that we do. And the military sphere, you heard in the, the chairman's opening remarks there that they have their one overseas base in Djibouti. Uh, the, the primary thing that concerns me with China's uh, military uh, competition in Africa is that they are seeking, actively seeking, a military base on the Atlantic coast of Africa. And for a variety of reasons that I will go to in closed session, that would be bad for America's security. Uh, and uh, we, as a first priority, we need to uh, prevent, uh, deter the Chinese base in the Atlantic coast of Africa. So you heard that. Because the Chinese are doing something in Africa, they're doing something. They're building roads and hospitals and schools. These goddamn white motherfuckers want to destroy it, just like they did Syria, just like they did Libya. Take a good look at it, black folks, especially you in Africa. Look what they did to Libya. Look what they did to Syria. Look wherever these bastards are. And I told you, they put them bases in your country. Not to protect your black ass from nothing. They're protecting shit that's in your ground for them that they don't own. But they've taken, they they consider themselves, they consider y'all savages. I'm being honest. 
They consider you a bunch of illiterate savages that don't know what to do with this shit. Don't know how to run your company, your country. Don't know how to do business. So we gonna do it for you the way we want to. And anybody come to help you, we gonna fuck it up for you. Do y'all want that? Or do you gonna start listening to me and start killing them motherfuckers? You know, America has never had a real war with black people. It's about time they do. A serious one. You know, you got to pull that tribalism out of yourselves, people, and after all of you. This is this don't go for one, let's go for all. You can do that tribalism shit after you get these devils off your country. You know, off the continent. But America and France have to go. But you can keep on, you know, taking their little fucking dollars and shit. And their dollar ain't going to be worth shit, please. on that Frank either. Because with this BRICS, it's gonna it's gonna nullify their money, and all you Africans are sitting there thinking you gonna come to America. You'll be a fool when you get here. You're gonna be very disappointed. You're gonna be very, very, very disappointed because there's nothing here for you. There's nothing here for us. There's nothing here even for the crackers that live here. It's going down here, and the first thing you think, what is it? Africa will be a battleground. Everything's a war to these white motherfuckers. That's just take it. If we can't have it, we're going to destroy it. That's that's the idea of it. And we, like he said, we're going to talk about this behind closed doors. They're they going to have these spies and shit. Like I'm telling you folks in Africa, run these these countries that these bastards in, run them out of your country. Now you can sit there and you in your presidents and shit, we being humane. Don't be humane to a motherfucking mm. animal. These are not humans. These are fucking animals. You should have found that out by now. If you don't, you'll have another thousand years of these no good motherfuckers kicking your ass. And when they get through draining your continent, if they still alive, they'll be out in space draining some planet and say, fuck you niggas. That's exactly how they're going to see it too. Fuck y'all. Y'all can't do nothing for yourselves. You see, this is why you can't do that, because every time people try to do something, these white sons of bitches in America give with their little buddies, and they decide to throw a monkey wrench in the works. Throw them out your country. That would be the best thing you can do. But let's keep going. Last question. Um it is widely known that large swaths of the telecom infrastructure throughout the continent of Africa are run on Chinese cruise hardware, including uh, Huawei and CTE. I've long been uh, concerned with network security threats um, from compromised um, Chinese produced hardware. Um, have, can you talk about your level of concern with these types of threats from AFRICOM AOR? Yes, so uh, part of that uh, extensive Chinese investment on the African continent is telecommunications, as you just mentioned. Huawei is endemic across the continent. Uh, they're, they're building uh, smart cities, safe cities, uh, which uh, are going to make, uh, you know, connect everything in those cities, and it will report back to Beijing. Usually it reports back to Beijing before it reports to the host nation's capital. Um, so this is that's fairly significant. A threat that I don't think we truly understand the implications of, and, and, uh, and we won't till sometime in the future. Do you think our allies are aware of that? Yes, uh, I, I, I believe that they are. Uh, 
but at the same time, they're wanting to pull their countries into the modern world. In Afghanistan, so, ISIS China is offering to expand its ranks very and lucrative technologies that uh, they probably wouldn't be able to access otherwise. And so I think they're going into it mostly with eyes open. Do you think there's any um, effective response that the U.S. could have to this type of um, coercion, if you will? Um, I think probably, and, and I'll defer to Ms. Baker, but uh, I think probably uh, having an economic, economic alternative, right, some competitive alternatives in uh, the economic side in a free market is probably the best alternative. I love the word free market, General. Um, are we too far down the path, though, um, with the um, amount of equipment that's been installed in Africa to really uh, impact in a positive way the, the continent? No, I, I don't believe that we are. Okay. Uh, in the countries and safe cities that are already being established, yes, but elsewhere I don't believe we are. Ms. Baker. Congressman, if I could just add to that, I, I, you know, I think our strategy as it relates to the telecommunications infrastructure and, and the China challenge is twofold. The first is, as John Townsend said, is we are trying to make sure that partners and allies in, in, in the region, not only in Africa, but globally, have the information that we see about the threat that this poses to their infrastructure and, and the potential uh, uh, vulnerabilities that it will you know, introduce into their system. So that's part one is sort of an educational aspect. We're also, and this is not a Department of Defense lead, but as an administration looking at technological solutions that would allow some of these countries to get after that telecommunications capability that they're so desperate to get. But in Thank you, Jones. You heard that, right? Now, if you can't understand what they actually, what they're implying, they say it right to your face. Uh, last question. They do not want to large see. Now, Africa is building smart cities. Smart cities, better than this shit they got here. They, they can't have that. See, China's building them for them, the African people around them, and they got technology and communications better than this, this antiquated motherfucker. And they can't have that. These white motherfuckers are not looking out for your interests. You see this bitch and the next bitch and that bastard sitting there. They looking out for some way to destroy every fucking thing in Africa that China builds. If you let them do that, you deserve them motherfuckers throwing a fake ass Jesus and God on you and kill you black bastards. But if you don't, you're my friend. You have woke up to the fact. Because I have no respect for any black person anymore that takes this shit from these white fucking devils. Because you don't have to. Stand up and be men. Especially, that's your country. That's your country they're talking about. That's your continent they're talking about. They don't want you to have. Who the fuck are they? These white devils. All across the world. They don't want you to have better shit than theirs. You'll be on par with China. And cut these motherfuckers out the loop. They can't have that. We got to blow it up. Destroy it. Says Because terrorists came in there no, don't, don't let them fool you with that shit. There ain't no goddamn terrorists in that. The only ones that terrorists are these white motherfuckers from America and their friends. <laughs> Those are the goddamn terrorists of the fucking world. That's who you got to watch out for. And then they go, well, if, if China builds a base in, in I forgot what country, we're going to have to do something. About. So that means they're going to come over there and bomb somebody else's shit. 
And I hope China bombs their shit right here in America. I mean, I line with three stars because I want to see these hunkies get the good up, come up. Yeah, they think, okay, you might kill a couple of hundred million Chinese, but they're going to wipe this motherfucker clean. Because there's only 330 million of these motherfuckers in this country. And it's 1.4 billion Chinese. Now, does the math add up? No. They will wipe this motherfucker off the planet. Obliterated him. Now, you know, and I know, it'll be all over. It'll be over. Oh, they got Russian. They got submarines, right? Well, them motherfuckers got to land somewhere. They got to go to port somewhere. Yeah, they can stay underwater for six months. But eventually, they got to come up for air. And look what'll be waiting on their ass. Nothing here. But that's the, the story. But like I said, you pay this here. All three of these little snippets are just telling you what is really happening with these no good ass white devils. You know, they, they keep telling you about what to do. Lawmakers, uh, Ms. Lenahan, I understand that Russia has been expanding its footprint in Sudan and is considering establishing a naval base near Port Sudan. But after months of protests against the autocratic regime, Russian-backed uh, Omar al-Bashir has been deposed in a peaceful coup. Will regime change in Sudan increase or diminish the likelihood of an enhanced Russian presence in Sudan, and how would this affect U.S. interests? Thank you, Congressman, for the question. Russia also is a strategic concern for the United States, as outlined within the national defense strategy, and we do see increasing interest on the continent. In the context of Sudan, there certainly is a relationship. The situation is obviously very dynamic at present as far as what will occur within that country with the transitional military. Will the regime change, uh, do you think, increase or diminish likelihood of their enhanced Russian presence? I'd say it would be difficult to tell, but certainly once there's an established relationship, uh, that could be affected once that leader is gone. Uh, Ambassador Naj, Russia's actions in Sudan look a lot like its activities in Venezuela and Syria to me. What? That's right. They're kicking you goddamn motherfuckers from NATO out. You can look at it like you want to. They're kicking your ass out. They don't want nothing to do with you no more. And, it, you know, but there you go again. What I'm telling you, pay attention, folks. This is what they want to do, destroy Africa. Make it, all them people subjugated to them. Now, like I said, you heard me rattling about, you know, these bastards here in America, keep these nigger bastards. I call them black, but excuse me, they nigger bastards. They get on these platforms, YouTube and all that shit. And they talk about, well, China's taking over Russia. I mean, China's taking over Africa. Russia's taking over Africa. You know, they can't, you know, because uh, this and that and this and that. See, they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Every country that China is in, especially, they have shown them how to grow their own food. Basically, how to make the fields turn over again. You know, modern way of farming. Because like I tell you, a lot of times you see these starving poor Africans. That's because they want to be that way. See, that's what they put on your, they've been pushing out here again. The post-starving African, the nasty little ugly babies and the filth and shit all over. You know, what did Trevor say? 
Trevor Howard, I think that's the guy at night. They come from South Africa. Rehearsed bullshit. They do this shit. They show you this shit. But these people want to live like that. They don't. The ones you see, they don't want nothing modern. They prefer their old way. So you do what you do. Let them live that way. You don't create no problem. No war, no nothing. You can't stand that they've lost. They've lost. They're losing. Every time America and France try to put up a new regime, the people themselves have wised up. That's we're not having this motherfuckers. They're throwing them out. They've they've had enough. Everybody's had enough. And they they want they want to blow it up. But you know, we'll see. Ritz. We're gonna see. Well, the Here People's we Republic of China and Russia have the means to threaten our interests in our way of life. But war with either one is neither inevitable nor imminent. Great power war has not happened in the last 80 years, in large part because of the rules put in place at the end of World War II and the capabilities of the United States military, along with our allies and partners. We must remain the most powerful nation, and the great power peace then will be prevailing. The People's Republic of China remains our number one long-term geostrategic security challenge. The PRC intends to be the regional hegemon in Asia within the next 10 years and to exceed the United States overall military capability by mid-century, and they have publicly stated 2049. The PRC's actions are moving it down the path towards potential confrontation with its neighbors and the United States. But again, war with China is neither inevitable nor imminent. Additionally, Russia is an acute threat and remains quite dangerous. Over a year ago, Russia un undertook an illegal and unprovoked war against Ukraine, threatening the peace on the European continent and global stability. We are supporting Ukraine to protect its sovereignty and supporting NATO with the United States force presence in every single nation on NATO's eastern flank. This fight is not just in Ukraine's interest. It is in the United States' interest to protect the system that has prevented great power war. In Iran, Iran threatens to push the Middle East into regional instability by supporting terrorists and proxy forces, as we recently saw. Just last week, Iranian-aligned groups killed one American and injured seven in attacks on coalition bases in Syria. Bullshit. We acted immediately to defend our troops, and we will continue to counter Bullshit. terrorist threats in the region and anywhere else we find them. Bullshit. And Iran has taken actions also to improve its capabilities to produce a nuclear weapon. I hope they do. From the time of an Iranian decision, Iran could produce enough fissile material for a nuclear weapon in less than two weeks, and it would only take several months thereafter to produce an actual nuclear weapon. The United States remains committed as a matter of policy that Iran will not have a nuclear weapon. The United States military has developed multiple options for our national leadership to consider if or when Iran decides to develop a nuclear weapon. North Korea's continued ballistic missile testing and nuclear weapons development pose threats to our homeland and our allies and partners. But we stand together shoulder to shoulder with the Republic of Korea to deter North Korean aggression as we have for seven decades. Terrorists continue to operate around the globe, threatening fear, destruction, destabilization, and this budget supports our continued counterterrorism effort. In short, the United States military stands ready to protect our nation's interests and the American people. We are currently standing watch on Freedom's Frontier with nearly a quarter of a million, 250,000 troops, 
in Europe, Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and South America. The United States never fights alone. The key source of our strength is our large global network of alliances and partnerships. Just this month, we conducted 63 operations and joint and combined exercises globally with our allies and partners. And lastly, our operational readiness rates are higher now than they've been in many years. Currently, 60% of our active force is at the highest state of readiness and could deploy to combat in less than 30 days, well exceeding our minimum standard of one-third of the force. 10%, in fact, could deploy in less than 96 hours. This military, the United States military, is ready. The joint force is at an inflection point, and we must balance operations readiness and modernization. We must not allow ourselves to create the false trap that we can either modernize our forces for the future or focus only on today. We must do both. We must integrate advancing technologies, including precision long-range fires, hypersonic weapons, quantum computing. Now, you hear it, right? The only motherfuckers talking like this are these white motherfuckers in America. And like they say, they've been building, building, building warheads, more bombs and bombs. The rest of the world basically is trying to go on with the next century. A dying motherfucking wounded animal is the dangerous one. And America has been wounded both in its pride and its economics. And it's getting dangerous. As I said, I would if I wouldn't lift a hand for this goddamn country no kind of way. I would sabotage if I could get to anything of theirs that's gonna fuck somebody else up because it deserves to die. Now I know a lot of people, oh we don't know what we're gonna do. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. These fools are they're gonna lose the economic world. That's already in the process. Let's see, can we find that one? Hmm. Let's see, can we find one more? <laughs> In Afghanistan, ISIS Khorasan seeks to expand its ranks and develop the capability to inspire, enable, or direct attacks in the region and beyond with the group's ultimate goal to attack the U.S. homeland. Amidst these challenges, strategic competition is deeply manifest in the region. The People's Republic of China aggressively expands its informational, military, and economic instruments of national power across the region. And now, Beijing seeks to establish its diplomatic influence. China dependent on the region for over half of its imported crude oil and more than a third of all its natural gas, is also moving beyond energy-based investments to encompass physical and telecommunications infrastructure that advances its Belt and Road initiatives. 19 of 21 CENTCOM countries have signed a Belt and Road agreement with China. We are in a race to integrate with our partners before China can penetrate the region. Russia, on the other hand, seeks to expand its influence in Syria seeking a permanent basing there and undermining our efforts towards stability and security. Putin seeks a foothold of influence in the Central Asian states, leveraging historical relations and the perceived decline in U.S. engagement to challenge our influence in this area of the world. With these challenges, the CENTCOM region holds the greatest risk of derailing the national... Now, first thing I just lie in motherfucker's mouth for that he did tell the truth. China's expanded Belt and Road Initiative. In other words, that's great because the country, they're not invading these countries. These countries are asking them, come in and help us build our country up. Come help us do this. Why these white motherfucking devils plot to destroy. And like I said, you can, you can sit here, black folks, in Africa. Y'all can sit there and twiddle your thumbs or you can, you'll get ready to go, go to war. And like I said, 
They can't win this time. You can't let them motherfuckers win. If you, they don't care about killing your family, your kids, or shit. Don't have no humanity with them motherfuckers. They not humane. If they're gonna do that and bomb your countries and kill your children, send some motherfuckers over to their countries and do the same. This is how you stop the white devil. You start killing his goddamn family, and they they don't even know it on this planet. You start killing them motherfuckers, they back up off you. You know, they didn't, they, they, yeah, a lot of people say, well, they got the firepower. You know what? If you go to somebody's house and they trying to kill you every day, you're going to soon get tired. You're going to very soon get tired. If everything you put up is torn down the next day, you're going to get tired and get the fuck away from them folks because you know they don't want you. Or you're going to fuck around until you get killed. It's up to you to decide which way you want to go. But it's like I said, Africa, you got to watch out. You know, China's making great inroads, so is Russia. Suddenly, America's all interested in telling you that you don't need technology, that you don't need this from China. You you know, we got to control your shit. And just like the people said, they're not listening to you no more. Africa's not listening to you goddamn people no more. They see through your lies. They see through your deceit. You are the devil. Your God is their devil. The ones who are smart, they're waking up to it. All that shit in your fake Bible is just to keep them down. None of it. Now, if you want to hear something about God being so great, he's going to save you. Let me ask you one question, black people. And take this to your preacher the next time you're in Africa and in America. But God is so all-seeing and happy and graciously and, and, and blessing people. Why the fuck do he let babies get raped and killed and slaughtered? Why did he leave us in bondage for 400 fucking years and didn't do shit while we were getting burned, hung, lynched? And then why did he let these devils come into Africa and take over everything? Huh? Why? If that's your great God, why does he let them motherfuckers take chop off their hands of all those Congolese people? What's his name? Leopold chopping goddamn people's hands off. Savages. Why? That's your great God. You think you're going to get some salvation with that motherfucker? You're going to be waiting a long time because this motherfucker don't exist. Not in that respect. But you can keep believing that because that's what they're going to come at you with. Some more fake-ass missionaries and a fake-ass Bible talking about thus say the Lord. And you know what you should do? Take that Bible and beat that bastard all the way back to the ship he came off on. That's what you should do. Now, I know if you blaspheme in God, I don't give a fuck about that no more. Because if God was going to save a motherfucker, he would have saved a whole lot by now. And I ain't seen no miracle. You know, you hear this, you know, I went to church and the Lord blessed me and I wasn't walking, I'm walking. No, it's just, you healed yourself. <laughs> Your body healed itself. Why? They don't know. But you don't go to the doctor after that and ask, do you? Nope. Some things do happen. But it ain't like you think, oh, God gave me a miracle. Right. Then why don't we fix the rest of this shit out here? People killing babies and all that shit, all this unnecessary killing. And then, you know, this country right here, America, they're the one who use that. 
God intends for us. No, they them motherfuckers are the Satan self on this planet. The world would be better off when America gets wiped off the fucking map and becomes nothing. Because that's what it has done. It became an imperialist government. The people do not control it. It runs amok. And you see what he said, that one little thing? That I know people in Castle when he says, you know, we got things in, 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 in place where basically the military is telling you things get in place. If, if China progresses too far into Africa and China and Russia, it, we got things in place that they're going to do. Not the, not the government. They're going to take over. They'll implement their own made coup and create a war. And like I said, folks, if you can get to their families, kill them motherfuckers, these aunties' families too. Because see, like black men in America are afraid of these white devils. But see, like black people everywhere sometimes. I wonder about you. Did we build the pyramids? Or did some aliens build it? Did we have great empires? Or were those aliens too? I don't know. It's time to stand up, black people. It's time to stand up once and for all and get rid of these damn, these damn devils. That's all I can tell you. It's time to stand up. All right. More great content from Brother Lives More. Let's see what's going on. We got some more content down here. Yeah, we got plenty more. We're going to go ahead and get it all done. Because ain't nothing on TV anyway. All right, you got a short one. This one's only uh, seven minutes and two seconds. So let's see what's going on here. Oh, let me go ahead and read it. Africa, protect, protect yourself. All hands in every country on deck. Black America, wake up. Put the Bible away. This is not a drill. And so it begins. But people don't believe it's going to happen. But it's already happening. It's already happening. Pay attention. So you're never going to believe what happened today. Saudi Arabia just cut ties with the U.S. dollar. This is the first time in 100 years that the dollar has had a real challenge. Just so we're clear, Saudi Arabia is one of the richest uh, countries in the world with oil. And the dollar has been backed by oil. It's been called the petrodollar. See, the dollar used to be backed by gold. For every dollar, there was a piece of gold backing every dollar. But in 1972, three around there, President Nixon took us off the gold standard. So ever since then, it's been backed by nothing but oil. Really nothing, though. That's why we're able to print as much as we want. That's why we have such inflation going on in the United States and around the world. So to stay in power, we forced countries to buy oil with the dollar and only the dollar. And if they did it, we would go in, we'd invade their country, and we would blow them up. Well... You can't just go invade Russia and invade China. They're superpowers with nuclear weapons 
there's nothing you can do. And those are two countries that said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to use the dollar. Now, they did to an extent, right? We slapped sanctions on them and stuff like that. So they did to an extent. We had partnerships with Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Arabia said, no, we're only going to accept dollars. But that is no longer happening. Now, what does that mean for you and I? Well, that's where the BRICS nations comes in. You got Brazil, China, Russia, India. Now you got Saudi Arabia and many other countries are joining the BRICS nations because they're sick and tired of the dollar. They're sick and tired of the United States and the warmongers. If the U.S. doesn't get their way, and I'm, I'm from America, I love the country, I love the concept, I love democracy, I love the republic, I love some of the people, not all of them, depends on which side you're leaning, but my point is the country as a whole and the idea of America is beautiful, but the politicians have fucked everything up. They're fucking useless. So here we are today, and if this happens and 100 plus countries break away from the dollar and 50% of the world's GDP stops using the dollar and starts using the yuan or a digital yuan or whatever it is, that is really bad for you and I. That means the United States will have to print more money faster and faster and faster, which eventually will turn into something called hyperinflation, where you're going to literally be waiting in line to get fucking bread. And you don't think that can happen in America? Okay, wait around and fucking see what happens. Instead of just waiting around, though, saying, oh, that's never going to happen, or, okay, I'll do something if it happens, start buying different assets. And no, I don't mean buying homes. First of all, the average person just can't go buy a bunch of fucking houses. This is, you know, right? This is where I tell you guys, crypto, gold, silver, these things are going to come into play. As more dollars are printed, the Bitcoin, the crypto, the silver's value goes up, okay? So you keep up with inflation. The money that you save into this won't dwindle away because of the money printing. Take my advice or not, but I promise you, this is going to be one of the best things, the best decisions you'll ever make. I'll say this just for legal purposes. I'm not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. But if you do your own research, or you just listen, but you do your own research if you want to. I've done thousands of hours of research on cryptocurrency, gold, silver, money, how it works, all these different things, what's going on in the world. I mean thousands of hours. And I can assure you, this is coming. Hyperinflation will happen in America. We are not invincible. As much as we want to think we are, we are not invincible. Writing is on the wall. You see it. You see World War III. We're on the brink of World War III. But World War III may not be a nuclear war. World War III is probably going to be something to do with money and, and trade and oil, which could essentially turn into a war, like a real fucking war, like where we're invading countries and people are invading us and all this kind of shit. God, I hope not, but you never know. So anyways, at the end of the day, go do your own research. I promise you that this is going to happen. If you don't understand crypto, if you don't understand Bitcoin, gold, silver, why they're valuable, you need to go learn that first. Once you learn that, you'll understand why you don't want to keep holding on to dollars. So let me know if you have any questions. Now you heard it. For all you countries in Africa, especially Uganda, the Congo, Nigeria, all the Gold Coast.
every country in Africa with gold, silver, or whatever, you better beef up your damn armies. Because these white bastards are coming for you to take your shit. Trust me. Now sit your ass there and play stupid if you want to. But we love the white man because that white motherfucker don't love you. And because of this, this is the beginning. It's going to get a lot worse. And that dollar ain't going to be worth shit to either one of us. But they're going to take your shit to offset the losses they're going to have. Like he said, it might be a shooting war, it may not be. But these goddamn devils from Europe and America will come after your shit. That's the only way they can balance their sheet. So if you let them take it, you deserve whatever you get. If the motherfuckers who come, make sure they don't have a peaceful goddamn day and they don't get a drop of oil or an ounce of gold. Make sure everything they try to touch explodes in their faces. Now, believe that. Leave that damn Bible at home. Share, believe, inspire. Laxby. Well, y'all want to understand why things happen in Mississippi like they do and why them Negroes are going to ever be backwards and ignorant or whatever. Right here, to your right. Just look at this picture. What does it look like? Tell me. These are the, well, I'll tell you who they are. These are the representation of black people in Mississippi. See. The Black Caucus. Several members of the Black Caucus. They were all down to the, you know, nominate one, somebody to be something. But look at these folks. These look like deacons on a Sunday morning in the Baptist church. Or basically that's being true. Yes, a master niggas that's going to a plantation meeting. I hate to see it like that, but that's it. Look, these these people are in the eighties. No young people. Not one. The youngest looking person is maybe him or, or him. The rest of them, you know, should be Pushing a wheelchair somewhere. And they probably are, but this is it. The cam, these are the Negroes who would never change. They've probably been there 40 years and they've went along with anything that happened. Anything D white men told them to do, they did it. These are appointed Negroes and they've been in there forever. Not a young person to be found. How are you going to get ahead with no young people? But then that's young people's fault too. Y'all don't run for office. If you do, you're going to the same people for endorsements. They're not going to endorse you. Their ideology is that of shut your mouth, sit in the corner, take what the white man give you, and don't push too far. That's that's their mentality. And that's why y'all ain't got shit. That's why all the people out there got them dirt poor. 
the majority of black folks, dirt fucking poor. That's why they take your goddamn land, your parents leave, your grandparents left you. They, they seize it. And what do these Negroes here do? Nothing. What do y'all do? Nothing, because you don't know nothing. They're not even trying to educate the next generation of black representation. They don't care. All these Negroes look to do is go to church on Sunday and, and tap their feet and say, yeah, yeah, Reverend, you're doing all right, and clap their hands. I hate to say it like that, but that, I can see that in them. I don't see no fight in any of these bastards. None but we don't listen to what you say and take what you say, and that's it. They ain't learned nothing in the 40, 50 years they've been in office. Because they did, they wouldn't have to go through this. Jackson wouldn't be pulling this stunt they're doing in Jackson. They wouldn't be rolling back the clock on them. But these niggas here, they, excuse me, language, I have no respect for them because they're close to my age. They're maybe 12, 13 years older. But they, I got no respect for these. These are the kind of bastards that got in office right after, right during the civil rights period, maybe 10 years after. And, and when things went right back to what they were, only thing they had to have some black elected officials or look like black. And they put some of these fools in there and they, they ain't did shit for you. Uh, uh, no, no, look at them. But you, this is all over America. None of you motherfuckers are <coughs> goddamn politicians. That's why I say I refuse to vote for it anymore these black-ass motherfucking politicians in America. I refuse. Because every goddamn motherfucking one they put up there is damn near my age and shouldn't even be there. They don't even know what the fuck is happening. All they know is get me some money and let's go with the old, what's it called? The old uh, format. You know, when people come to him and say, hey, man, your folks are out of order. They riding, tearing up shit. Well, we need some more jobs and better schools. You know, the same repertory line all the way across America from Negro representation. Instead of saying, lock them bastards up, lock their mammies up if you have to. No, they won't say that. They won't say, get these motherfuckers off the streets. Do not let them get away. Put these motherfuckers in jail. You know, they had a, a, a black guy up here in Illinois running for mayor of Chicago, I think. Willie Wilson. Self-made millionaire. Black guy. Sharecropper, sir. Know why I know that? Because one of the bastards he was running against, another Negro, younger one, Called him a sharecropper. You're just a sharecropper, son. You don't know nothing, but th but that, that that bastard that called him a sharecropper, son, don't have near the money he has or the business savvy he has. But he called him a sharecropper. They didn't want him to know why, because then Mr. Wilson says, you know what? I'm going to tell him when the police get behind these little bastards, I'm going to tell them, run them down like a goddamn dog. Chase them, hunt them down like dogs. Because, you know, it's, you know everybody around those crime in Chicago is off the chain. Little motherfuckers do whatever they want, you know. Kill, murder, steal, rape, pillage, you know, carjack at will. 
Nobody, nothing done. Murderers every day. Nobody know nothing. But see, he, he was running on me and said, I would tell the police to run the motherfuckers down like dogs. But of course, you know what everybody said? Oh, God, that's wrong. Oh, he shouldn't say that. He blah, blah. You know why he said that? Because they know they little niggas out here doing it. That's it. Because all these motherfuckers said was, oh, he a, oh no, he, he's an Uncle Tom. You know, see, that, that's the kind of shit. That's why you motherfuckers are going backwards. Because you goddamn bastards don't want to admit that you got a fucking element amongst them that ain't no fucking good and you don't want to do shit about it. Because you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Or you might be not called, you may be called not black no more. But these little animals are doing whatever they want. And that's why they send your ass back. Like I said, I'm, I'm older. I, I, off. I got what I need. And I live with the motherfucking monkeys down there in the cities and shit. Peaceful where I live at so far. So I don't give a fuck, really. But this is why you don't have no, right here, all these old ass people. They should be somewhere in a goddamn retirement home. Not being in the capital of any state. But they are. And they'll be there so long until they die. Because motherfucking black folks don't vote. Or they don't run around for elected office. Or they just don't give a fuck. As long as you give them something free. You give them some welfare enough. Somewhere to live. They're happy. Just like, you know, just like the slaves. You know. And the ones who rebel, they go point them out to Mr. Charlie. <coughs> Well, they have enough sense to get the fuck away from them and leave. <coughs> but that just caught my ass off. I didn't want to go into a big rant about it, but this is the truth. This is all across America. Every time you got a black elected a person running for office, political stunt, somebody that name recognition, or somebody famous like, you know? You don't know shit about them. They come out the woodwork and a whole bunch of people endorse them. Don't know shit about them. And they get there and they make some money and put a few cronies in and don't get shit done. And as soon as some controversial issue comes up, you don't hear nobody saying shit. Then when people on the internet get, get hold of them and start talking, suddenly they all out there. You know, just like the stuff in Mississippi that happened with the... Uh, Changing, you know, Jackson and all that shit. I posted that shit like a month ago, maybe more. When I first saw it. Negroes didn't say shit. Nothing. I, I didn't see nothing. On, I don't do too much social media on a guy's TikTok. I didn't see shit there either. I said, damn. I posted it on a site that's for black people. Of course, this site. Of course, you know how many niggas in America gonna look at anything, but the overseas probably saw it. But anyway, nobody said nothing. Till the white man's news put up. Then all of a sudden, every motherfucker in the world got something to say about it. As far as black people. All over TikTok. You know, look what they doing. They sending us back. I'm like, yeah, they, they send y'all back. I ain't going back. But 
Then I said it's important. But other than that, everybody's talking about some bullshit they doing here, some bullshit there. You know, there's this rift between black women and black men. Every goddamn little spot you got, everybody got a little form about what's wrong with black men, black women. But nobody's saying what's wrong with the motherfucking niggas in your neighborhood. Nobody. They don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about some foolish bullshit that don't matter. Because it don't matter if you don't like black women, you don't like black men. It don't matter because they put you niggas in a camp. All y'all gonna be together again anyway. So what's the fucking difference? Might as well learn how to get along and straighten out the differences quietly. But as I said, you know what can what can you do about it? Unless young people get off their ass and start running for elected office if they want to do that. Because I can't blame them. But then again, there may not be too much left to run. Because as I said, I only, nobody's talking about bricks. Well, I saw it today, a couple of people talking about bricks, but for black folks on TikTok. But they don't, they, and they would, I was listening to the guy, he, he talking shit. He don't know what the fuck he was talking about. He, he close. He, all, all of a sudden, you know, this chili and somebody going to do this. I'm like, they don't even know what bricks mean. The, the acronym, they don't know what it stands for. You know, they don't understand anything. They're just talking, talking, talking. But it means that your motherfuckers' money ain't going to be worth shit come in a few minutes. All them dollars you got ain't going to be worth a fucking quarter. But nobody's talking about until it happens. Or when they say it's off, the banks are failing because we can't, the GDP is not here and we don't have it, what we need, and the reserves or whatever. We got all this paper in the reserves, but nobody's accepting it because they're not using this. And our gold reserves are gone because we have to buy all these goddamn warships and build all these planes and shit we doing. So then everybody starts screaming. But until that happens, it'll be the same old thing, right? So like I said, I didn't mean to use a nigga word too much. I was trying not to. But sometimes I just get too excited. And I can't help it. So, y'all, take care now. And like I said, you see this, right? This is why you can't get shit done. And it's going to stay like that till y'all get off your ass. But you know what? I'm tired of telling you that too. Because you know what you got to do. And the ones who don't care, leave them alone. Like I tell black people all the time. People who ain't going to do shit. If you've got a generation... If you know a generation, a family that's got mother, father, sister, brother, auntie, uncle, well, let's put it like this. You know a family that's got grandmammy, mama, and great-grandmother, and son and daughter of age, and nobody in that motherfucking house votes, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Because the little ones you see running around there, half-ass naked, they won't be voting either. They ain't got a care in the world. And when you see them type people, if you're a black person trying to get somewhere, get the fuck as far away from them as you can. And I tell a lot of y'all, y'all need to get the fuck out of this country. Because it's on its last leg. You're being warned. Don't let these crackers fool you and tell you about everywhere else in the world how bad Africa is. I, I know some of y'all looking at these fucking uh, 
videos. They putting them out there again with the little dirty ass black kids in in Africa. I, hey, I don't, I'm not talking about African people. Don't get me wrong now. Yeah, y'all, I don't mean no harm, but they got these little dirty ass black kids, dirty ass family, dirty feet black as night, kids dirty, shit dirty on their clothes, all dirty. And then you go to the next site, you see all these cute little Asian and white babies and some babies in America, black ones. But they're in Asia and in Europe and anywhere, they all cute babies. But the African babies are all ugly little kids, crayons, not running out their nose, which ain't the truth. And living in some fucked up village somewhere. And, and y'all all believe that. Because I still have people I talk to, they believe that. They actually believe that's the true Africa. And then when you show them pictures of the real Africa, they're like, no, that ain't over there. Why? Because the white motherfucker didn't tell you? Uh, no, I mean, you just making that thing. Oh, because a white motherfucker didn't tell you. That's why. So you listen to that when he tell you stay your black ass here. Like he moved his family over there, build them a business. Then your black ass stuck here with the rest of these crackers with nothing. Hmm. But that's what y'all rather listen to, right? But like I'm saying, you young black people that are coming out of college, look to make your money in Africa. Make, look to build your businesses in Africa. The opportunities are there. You just got to maneuver through the bullshit, find the right person to deal with, the right people who are honest and trustworthy, you'll make it pretty good because it's growing by leaps and bounds. But that's up to y'all. But if you want to stay here with these fools, that's fine. And one more thing before I go, I know a lot of y'all say, well, if it's so great, why are Africans running away? Because somebody told them the same lie about America as they told them about us, about Africa. Only in reverse. They showed them America with skyscrapers, everything is all great. You know, you got public transportation, schools, and all this shit. Black and white kids in school together, no problem. That's what they show them. They don't show them the real reality of America. They don't show the goddamn streets with fucking 10,000 homeless and drug addicts laying all over the fucking place in every major city. They don't show them the dilapidated, torn out shit. They don't show them the infrastructure that's crumbling. They show them that shit that they want that they want to sell them. So they run over here. Same thing you have just. They run over here. When they get here, they are gravely disappointed. Gravely. But now they don't spend all their money to get here. The money they could have put in the business over there. But see, this is what I'm telling you. Especially this year, because I'm telling you, your dollar will not be any good anyway. So you best to do what you can as quick as you can. Because this BRICS is not kidding, and it's going to be for real. And America is coming to its closing days. Not waking up no more. All hell going to break loose. But that's up to y'all. So it won't matter anyway. But like I said, this is why I went this far. And nobody to blame but yourselves, us. Okay? No, not me, y'all. Just blame y'all. Is it just hating? Because as women, they got more opportunities to engage foreigners, which gives them more of an opportunity to escape. We're going to get into all of that. All right. First, we're going to let uh, Austin Holliman tell 
his side of the story. <laughs> Word up, Austin Holloman. Yeah, take it away, buddy. You know, we're gonna feel useless too, man. And shout out to all my passport bros, those that's in the know, and those that's behind the scenes. You know, I'm not necessarily a passport bro, but my wife is from a foreign country. So, I'm with you, fellas. You know, I had to go far and wide to find me one, too. So, let's get into it. Fair use. Passport bros no more. person is playing wrong the whole team looks bad okay let me turn up the chat so if one person is playing wrong the whole team looks bad and the leader which i never claim to be but the so-called leader or the football coach all if the team loses that falls on him because he's the leader <laughs> you think it's just so damn hard-headed he had to use a sports analogy because <laughs> you know that's the only thing you monkeys understand <laughs> yo he said passport bros is a football team and i'm the coach and you know what happens to coaches of losing teams right and y'all got a losing record in the public image department. We 0-5. We ain't had a win yet. <laughs> and I ain't getting fired because you prima donnas can't learn the schemes in the playbook. Y'all just want to come down here and freestyle and do bullshit, right? The offense is shit. The defense is shitty. I'll fire the offensive and the defensive coordinator before I lose my job. If I got to go, everybody going. <laughs> If I got to leave, ain't nobody coming. That's stressing young boy out, man. And that young boy talk about football. <laughs> and I say that because you got some dudes in the DR uh, and people that are trying to become content creators and Pattaya and these other sex worker hotspots of the world, and they're getting online, and they are feel. And I've said this before: a lot of these dudes are promoting sex workers and telling you that they're regular women, and and a lot of y'all are being fooled. Seriously, a lot of y'all are being fooled. Y'all think that these dudes got these fit feminine submissive women and they're paying for it and it kind of makes it hard 
whatever. You got American women and other critics that come through and say that we're going over here paying workers. Ah, so what? That confirms one of them, right? What did I say? What the three reasons that that uh, passport bros was hot right now? Number two. I said, black women's interference. They're making thousands of videos, anti-passport bro videos, right? Talking about they going down there for sex tourism and prostitutes, right? And the local governments are seeing it and hearing all of that. And then you got all of these uh, black girl magic affiliated uh, the griots, the roots, and all of them also doing ads on it and, and, and doing studies on it and specials on it. Yeah, they done blew it up, made it hot. So he said they ain't making it easier, then they conflating the two. He coming down there on some travel bro shit because he don't want to be called passport bro right now. And they ain't hot right now. So he down there trying to do his travel bro thing. And that's getting mixed up with the dudes down there that's doing the prostitution thing. And then you add black women back in the States doing the same thing, trying to muddy up the waters. Y'all done made it hot. All right, so that's reason number two confirmed. When, to be honest, there's a there's a, there's a a few of y'all that are claiming passport bros, and I did not start passport bros. We'll make sure that's clear. I didn't start passport, bro. Let's make that clear. So, total disowning of the creation and the name of the movement. So, y'all on y'all own. But, like, the CEO done tapped out. <laughs> you know, solar company. So, who the CEO now? There are a few of y'all that are claiming passport, bros. That uh that are going overseas strictly just to pay. Hey, that's that's fine. You can do that. But I'm not doing 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 that. Shit, you said they all straight tonight. Yeah, so he said some of y'all are coming down here and y'all are paying the play. And that's okay. He said, but I'm not doing that. Let's make that clear. <laughs> I'm actually young and attractive and charismatic and multi-talented. You other niggas, y'all customers. <laughs> Don't conflate the two. You know, y'all coming down here as custies. That's not me. <laughs> Set it straight, young boy. Actually, back in January, Zoda Barber told me something. He said that he doesn't claim that because, and I, I knew this made sense when he said it because it lumps everybody all in one thing. It lumps everybody full. So if he does something or if I do something, we all get thrown in the same umbrella. If I do something, we all get thrown in the same umbrella. If I do something, we all get thrown in the same under umbrella. Yeah, don't claim passport bros because it lumps you all in together with the group for that RICO charge that's coming. <laughs> that racketeer spied criminal organization. That's right, RICO from the DR. RICO Suave, niggas. And he a federal rally. 
the chat they don't tweet. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like the bloods and the crips, man. Y'all niggas is fucking it up for everybody. You know, one dude go down there and, and the whole trip. He tell them, oh, yeah, I'm a passport, bro. I'm a passport, bro. Next dude come down, I'm a passport, bro. I'm a passport, bro. And then one dude go to the bar and get drunk, get into a fight and hurt somebody or get locked up. And guess what? Guess who just got locked up? The passport bros. So you got a new brother coming off the plane. And you got this nigga sitting in jail. And then as soon as he get off the plane, it's beautiful out here. What up, y'all? What's your name? I'm a passport, bro. They just grab you, take you right to the jail. You <laughs> gotta do nothing. You're already part of a criminal organization. Passport bros are coming over here. Y'all niggas is coming right over here, going downtown, getting weed. Y'all getting with prostitutes, and then y'all filming it. Yeah, we know people already come here and, and partake in the pay for play. But y'all the only ones putting it on film. <laughs> and y'all making money off of it. Y'all getting super chats off of it. Y'all making t-shirts off of it. Oh, hell nah. <laughs> what is y'all thinking? Oh man, Machete don't tweet. Y'all niggas out here tweeting. Yeah, so this is the black pillar of Austin Holliman. Separate me from the rest of the group. This shit is scientific now. January, Zona Barber told me something. He said that he doesn't claim that because, and I, I knew this made sense when he said it because it lumps everybody all in one thing. It lumps everybody in full. So if he does something or if I do something, we all get thrown in the same umbrella. And there's a lot of stuff that you guys are doing that I don't even think about doing. There's a lot of clowns joining and claiming the whole passport bro label. And they're doing clown shit. They have no home training when they go overseas. A lot of y'all have no home training at all. Y'all go to these other countries and you're gonna end up getting killed. You're gonna end up getting killed. Go to these other countries and you're gonna end up getting killed. Go end up getting killed. Acting a fool thinking you can talk shit about the people, thinking that you can uh be aggressive with people in areas that you you really don't know where you at. Yeah, you bozos. Keep it up. He said, Y'all down here doing shit I wouldn't even think of doing. That's cause they visiting. So they come in and wipe their shit on the curtain and don't give a shit while you staying down there. So, you know. They ain't taking no ownership of shit. They in and out. Niggas don't think about no reverberating repercussions. You know, they claim the group, but they don't think to leave a positive influence from the group behind. Right? They destroy all the goodwill with themselves. Come down there being obnoxious Americans and shit. 
So he said there's passport bros imposters claiming passport bros that ain't passport bros. They clowns. And he said y'all rapid and y'all hostile. <laughs> and y'all ain't got no home training. And y'all don't know how to act. Y'all antisocial. Y'all got no social skills. You know, he said y'all coming down here wilding. And you gonna fuck around and get killed. <laughs> And then I say rabbit. Yeah, I said rabbit already, right? Yeah, he said, y'all coming down here with y'all American bullshit. Y'all coming down here with some real gringo shit. And y'all gonna stumble into a bullet. Or machete. Because machete don't tweet. Y'all niggas down here tweeting. Damn, man. Say, yeah, man. Yeah. Cause it's a fad. Dudes are treating it like a fad. They got on to it. They just gonna go down there and run their mouth, play games, you know. And if a lot of these cats are young, well, shit, I ain't even gonna put it on the young niggas. Cause you got older niggas doing dumb shit too, right? But yeah, man, this ain't nothing new. White man been doing it for decades. The white man ain't been filming it and putting it on social media. And then weaponizing it against his women, saying, all right, y'all don't want us, then look what we got. You mix all that together in a pot, nigga. <laughs> That's a Rico. That's a Rico. Right? Yeah, when you start talking about federal hearings, and Cynthia G said, if there's ever a federal hearing, on the manosphere, she front and center. She says she will speak at that hearing. So I right, y'all keep fucking around catching Rico, man. Whole bunch of niggas go down there and say, we all passport bros. All of a sudden, 25 passport bros come down there and get in trouble. Now all of a sudden, they sitting there like, oh, we got a little pattern here. What's this passport bros thing? They got the internet too, nigga. They know I go right on the internet and type that shit in and see all this shit. And then, of course, they're going to stumble on the, the, to the chicks. They're going to stumble on the Cynthia G's and, and all of that and divest the zealots and all the chicks on there having a shit fit over passport bros. Come on, man. And then you add the black element to it. Come on, man. So, you know, the white man go down there, he down there, he's single, he can do whatever the fuck he want. Or he do got a wife back at home and he ain't broadcasting nothing. <laughs> or his wife with him. A lot of the passport bros, not all, a lot of the passport bros, they going down there to weaponize him. Right? They just throwing people face. They ain't out there to do what they doing, doing their thing. Nah, the niggas are trying to weaponize it, which further adds to the tainting of the brand. So yeah, man, y'all can't get out of y'all own damn way. Y'all fucking up for everybody. Niggas can't have shit. The governments are run completely different in most countries, especially over here in Asia. Especially here in Asia. In South and Central America, those are democracies just like America. They might be corrupt, but they're still democracies. 
But here in Asia, you have monarchies, they're constitutional monarchies, from my understanding. That's still a monarchy. You have communism. And yeah, no, that's not flying in those societies. A lot of ways y'all behave is not flying that way. And believe it or not, I may talk a lot. I may say a lot of crazy stuff when I'm responding to people. I don't just talk like that all the time. Anybody that knows me personally knows I just don't sit around and just I'm I'm talking about something that happened in particular if you hear me bad about to somebody. Um black uh business. I just know how to act. Let's just say that. I know how to act overseas. Uh, I just know how to act. Let's just say that. I know how to act overseas. Uh, I just know how to act. Let's just say that. I know how to act overseas. Yeah, man. Young Bud said, I don't know about y'all. I know how to act. I got home training. Y'all making me hot. Y'all done made me the mascot and the spokesman. And then y'all coming down here doing wild shit. And everybody looking at me like, that's your peoples, right? <laughs> he like, hell no, nah, man. Hey, those your peoples. You passport, bro, right? Nah. He said, y'all down here running around in monarchies and shit. Kings and queens and communist regimes. Y'all about to spark some intercontinental incident up in this piece. Y'all got me out here at the damn face. That ends tonight. Severing ties. Yeah, y'all made it hot, man. I told y'all, man. Along with them, along with all them TikTok videos and the anti-passport pro TikTok videos and these episodes, that black women interference subterfuge, yeah, man. You know, what was it? I saw this article uh, written by this chick. Uh, what was her name? What was it? <clears throat> Kyla Jenny Lacey. Sound like some ultra feminist sjw shit right she a black chick too kyla jenny lacy uh what was the name of the book she wrote she wrote a book called hickory dickory doc i don't want your belief <laughs> and it's a book against patriarchy hickory dickory doc i don't want your and get this she works for bet.com the Huffington Post, and get ready, The Roots. <laughs> so she wrote this in the Hub News. She did an op-ed in the Hub News, and she did a, a, a piece called uh, Passport Bros are just sex tourists who want to bring home a souvenir. And she did that in February. So you got these type of scathing reports and articles being done and being pushed by BET and the Huffington Post and the Root. No wonder you, you got countries doing announcements and changing laws and talking about you will not come down here and broadcast no sex tourism and have our shit looking like the holdout spot. We gonna do that. You not gonna do it. So, yeah, man, she did so many. Did she did a uh in this article that she does? If y'all can go find it, look it up. 
you know, right here. Just look it up. And, and she goes through the, uh, she finds some passport bro on there, and he's doing a, a commentary on the top 10 hotspots for passport bros. And she sits there and writes these shits down, the top 10 places. And, uh, he's sitting there going down and breaking down, uh, the dollar, the exchange rate and, and the way he's framing it, it. It's like, yeah, the dollars goes a lot down here. So, so you can get a lot and, 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 and then the course of that is around this. So you're only going to be paying this. And she said, y'all, she said they sit here and picking out places that are uh, xenophobic, anti-black hotbeds for neo-Nazi activity, like telling black men to go to Ukraine and shit like that. She was like, yeah, she was like, they just, but she said the countries that are rated the highest are the ones where the money exchange is the highest, where they can go over there. And she said that the most prolific thing that he keeps saying is PFP. She said these three countries rate high on the PFP meter, pay for play. So she know the terminology, she know the vernacular, all of that shit. She put all of that in that article. So yeah. Motherfuckers been doing it for decades, but they ain't been broadcasting. And you already know nobody want to have a nigga having nothing. So the fact you got something in secrecy, niggas hate that shit. But then you want to broadcast what you got. Since when somebody likes seeing a black man have something, even if that was fun. So... That nigga's got to be a little bit more clandestine with your activities, man. Everybody get the picture, man. Can I give her, I 